I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, Episode 52, O God, Where Art Thou? Studying Doctrine and Covenants, Sections 121 to 123. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a come-follow-me study for busy moms. I'm your host, Donica Contour. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a daughter of God, just trying to get home, and I hope that something I say here today will help you on your journey home, too. Alrighty, here we are. This is episode 52, you guys. I know I said that already, but like, this is episode 52. Um, That means I've been doing this for one year. One episode per week for 52 weeks. That is one year. Can we just take a moment to reflect on that for a second? Like, whoa. Um, I had a whole, I had a baby. Like, I was... pregnant when I started this and now I have a nine month old. How insane is that? Time, I tell you, it just keeps going. Um, okay. These sections, sections 121 through 123 are some of my favorites that we have read thus far. Um, and I got to tell you, we're going to kind of just go through this a little bit. I marked a couple that I really loved. I have a third page and it appears to be missing. So, oh, just kidding. I found it. Hee hee. I was like, I'm pretty sure I had a third page. Yep, it's, I found it. We're good. Okay. So the first section we're going to look at um, of verses is section 121 verses 3 through 5. And this is... Joseph Smith talking, um, and he's basically asking the Lord, like, where are you, right? Like, how long do you want your saints to suffer wrongs and unlawful oppression? Like, how long do you want us to go through this stuff? Um, and I love verse four, O Lord God Almighty, maker of heaven, earth, and seas, and of all things that in them are, and who controllest and subjugate subjectest the devil and the dark and benighted the dominion of Sheol stretch forth thine hand let thy eye pierce let thy pavilion be taken up let thy hiding place be no longer covered let thine ear be inclined let thy heart be softened let thy bowels be and thy bowels be moved with compassion toward us right like please we are suffering help us and then we have um Heavenly Father's response, right? We have the Lord's response. And I love this. This is verses 7 through 10. It says, My son, peace be unto thy soul. Thine adversity and thine afflictions shall be but a small moment. And then, if thou endure it well, God shall exalt thee on high. Thou shalt triumph over all thy foes. Thy friends do stand by thee, and they shall hail thee again with warm hearts and friendly hands. Thou art not yet as Job. Thy friends do not contend against thee, neither charge thee with transgression as they did Job. Like, okay, listen, Joseph, I know life is really hard right now, but I promise, I promise it's just going to be for a little bit and it's not quite as bad as Job yet, right? You still have friends. You still have friends. You still have people who love you, who not everybody has turned against you yet. I know it feels that way, but I promise that's not the case, right? Um, And then... The Lord goes on to say, and this part is the whole section I highlighted was verses 19 through 24, but I'm just going to read 19 and 24. 
Um, woe unto them because they have offended my little ones. They shall be severed from the ordinances of my house, of mine house. And then this part is probably my favorite, verse 24. Behold, mine eyes see and know all their works, and I have in reserve a swift judgment in the season thereof for them all. Okay, so I love this because I think so many times it's so hard to see the injustices of the world and be like, how can God exist if these injustices keep happening? And it's not that God doesn't see them. God sees them. His eyes see and know all their works, all of their works, even things that they don't think anybody else in the entire world knows, even things that they think only them and the victim know, and they killed the victim. Like, things that nobody knows, God knows. Things that we think in our hearts, in our minds, um, God knows everything. And he has in reserve a swift judgment in the season thereof for them all. And so I think it's really important to think, to remember that sometimes it can feel like the bad guys get all the breaks. Um, and sometimes what it is, it's not that the bad guys get the breaks. It's that their season for judgment hasn't come yet. Um, and then we're actually going to jump um, I highly, 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 100% recommend reading still in, um, section 121 verse, and then the verses 34 through 43. It's a big chunk, but there's so much good, good stuff there. Um, but the section, the last part, I really, really want to focus on this verse. <laughs> My 52nd episode is going to be like super brief you guys we're just going to focus on this thing because my baby is screaming and I got to go help him but I want to finish this before um because I know once he's awake he is all bets are off um so I'm going to read these little sections so in verse no section 122 verses 7 and 8, he said, If the very jaws of hell shall gape open the mouth wide after thee, thou know thou, my son, that all these things shall give thee experience and shall be for thy good. The Son of Man hath descended below them all. Art thou greater than he? Right? I think sometimes it helps um, not necessarily to diminish our um, suffering or to invalidate the pain and struggle that we're having, but to remember that Christ has descended below this, right? Even Christ went through stuff that was harder and heavier and more painful than what I'm going through. I'm certainly not better than him, but also like what a comfort that is that he's already gone through this. So there is somebody who understands exactly what I'm going through. And that's my Lord and my savior, Jesus Christ. He 100% understands my heart and how beautiful that is. Um, and then also that even if the very jaws of hell gape the mouth, open the mouth wide after thee, even the jaws of hell are trying to eat you whole, know that this will is for experience and shall be for thy good, right? This has been like, I swear, this has been my um, catchphrase for the last month that whatever it is that you're going through, whatever struggle, whatever trial you're going through, it shall be for thy good. 
somehow God is magic and will turn even the worst, most terrible, horrible things that happen to us, he can turn it into good if we let him into our hearts and how beautiful that is. Um, and then I love this. Okay, I'm going to end with two thoughts here. Just kidding, three. Um, in 122, verse 9, he says, Thy days are known, and thy years shall not be numbered less. Therefore fear not what man can do, for God will be with you forever and ever. Right? And I love this idea that, like, we're so scared of dying. We're so scared of, which is normal, 100% normal. Our brains are designed to keep us alive and to make sure that we keep living. And so it makes sense that we would be scared of dying. But we're so worried about what other people think and we're so scared of dying. We're so scared of getting kicked out of, you know, the tribe and getting mauled by a saber-toothed tiger, you know, back like in the cave days, um, that sometimes we forget that we're here to live. We're here to make mistakes. We're here to make our way back to Heavenly Father. And Heavenly Father already knows. He already knows. Our days are known. Our years are will not be numbered less. Like, he already knows exactly how much time we need to spend here on earth to learn the lessons that we need to make it back to heaven. And what other people can do, man is not in charge of that, right? So if somebody kills somebody else, I like to think of it, and I don't know that this is true, this is 100% gospel according to Donica, but I like to think that that person, if they were supposed to keep living, Something would have happened, they would have kept living. Somehow they would have survived that. Because we hear that those kind of stories all the time, where people survive these extraordinary things that science is like, you shouldn't be alive. You should not be alive. This is impossible, and yet here you are. Um, and then there are cases where people die. And I love the idea that God is our gardener, and we're all different plants. And some of us are oaks, and we're going to be around for forever. But some of us are just... Um, annuals and we're here for a little blip and then we're gone and I love that God knows what kind of plant we are he knows how much sunshine we need he knows how much rain we need and he knows how long it takes for us to reach our full bloom before we move on to the next life okay um, these are concepts that bring me peace if they don't bring you peace then you don't have to hold on to them um, because like I said that concept of God is the gardener and the flowers and whatnot is just gospel according to Donica. It's not, I, I don't have anywhere that says God is a gardener and we're all flowers in the scriptures. Okay, so last two things. In verse 122, or sorry, section 122, verses 16 and 17, um, there's a little phrase in here I want to focus on super, super fast that says, let us cheerfully do all things that lie in our power. Because... God knows our, how many days we're going to be here. God knows how many years we're going to be here. We don't have to worry about things that aren't in our power. We're here to worry about the things that are in our power. And let us cheerfully do the things that do lie in our power. And I think it helps to remember kind of the, um, oh, what is it called? Is it, it's not the Lord's Prayer. What's the prayer? The idea of, um, you know, God grant me the serenity to know what I can change and what I can't change and the different and the wisdom to know the difference or something like that. And I think that that's very true here is knowing what's in our power, what is not in our power, and then cheerfully going about the things that are in our power, right? I think sometimes we get so worried about, um, like my brother was telling me the other day, he really wanted to go make soup for the homeless. He had this desire to go make soup for the homeless. And then he got too up in his head about it and was like, well, 
it's only going to be one day. It's not going to make a difference. I should try and find something bigger to do, right? And we get stuck in this all or nothing mentality. I mean, we've all heard the story about the kid walking along the shoreline and there's a gajillion sea stars and he's throwing them all back into the ocean. And some guy comes up and he's like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm trying to throw the sea stars back. He's like, you're never going to make a difference. There's gajillions of them. He's like, well, I'm making a difference to this one, right? And I think sometimes we get so overwhelmed by the magnitude of the work that needs to be done that we forget that we don't have the capacity to make a difference for every single human being on the entire planet. We're one person, right? God is in charge. God is in charge. And I'm in charge of what I can do. And sometimes I can make a difference for one little sea star. And that's in my power. And so I can do what's in my power. And I think sometimes kind of bringing that back in relationship helps me keep doing the good work. Okay, last one. Verse, um, this is section still 122, verse 4. And this is what I'm going to end with because, like I said, i got to go get my baby. Thy God shall stand by thee forever and ever. Like, anytime this week you're struggling, I want you to open your scriptures to Doctrine and Covenants, section 122, verse 4, and read the very last line. Thy God shall stand by thee forever and ever. God is a loving heavenly father. And I love that it doesn't say God shall stand by thee forever and ever. Or the God will stand by thee forever and ever. He says thy God. My God. He's mine. Right? Like I have my father. and My mother. And I share them. It's not like they're only mine. Right? Like I have brothers. and Or I have a brother. And I have sisters. Um... And, like, I have siblings, right? They have my mom. They have my dad. They're also their parents. But they're also my parents, right? It's my mom and my dad. And it's my God. He knows me. He loves me. He is aware of every single thing that I am struggling with, of my hopes, of my dreams. Um, I honestly believe that the desires and the hopes and the dreams that we're given are given to us by our Heavenly Father to help further His work and to help us reach our full potential. Um, and I think that when we remember that He is a loving Father, He's not a scorekeeper, He's not up there trying to get us thrown out of the game, He's up there trying to guide us gently home so we can come home to live with Him. And when we remember that He is ours and He is our Father, I feel like it is so much easier to want to listen to him and to do what he has asked us to do. And I will talk to you next week.